Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that knows that vampires don't kill people, sharp, pointy teeth kill people. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. <laughs> oh no. Is that you coming down on the side? of vampire rights i was going to have something about guns don't kill people but like this show very much knows that that's not true guns do sometimes kill people sometimes you know sometimes i don't really understand right people kill people i thought it was bullets kill people for a second and i was like that's not really better is it (laughs) it's it's just the same as the gun isn't it though right yeah yeah I mean, unless you advocate no gun control, but very strict bullet limitations. Maybe, or bullets are just filled with confetti instead of being metal. (laughs) And then it's like, fun. Yeah, That does sound fun, Michaela. This is season seven, episode eight, Sleeper. Original air date, November 19th, 2002. Sleeper? That's what I was through this episode. Ha ha! (laughs) I thought you were going to say, Sleeper, I barely know her. Duh. tone of voice i was getting (laughs) i mean yeah it was very much the same tone of voice yeah right nothing happened i don't think and i was also very bored i think my only the only joke in that format that i like is wrecked them damn near killed (laughs) them yeah that's good yeah that's a good one it's a fun fun little play on words there so yeah this episode really (laughs) just picks up right where the last one left off which Kind of makes the pacing feel weird from the get-go, I think. Mm-hmm. So what, where did where did we leave off? What was happening? We got something happening? Something Buffy cool? Buffy found out that Spike allegedly sired Holden. Right. Holden Caulfield, star, star of the book Catcher in the Rye. Yes. Right. And so she's come to find out, you know, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she goes over yeah. to Xander's apartment, which is where Spike is staying now, which is a great plan. Such a good plan. And like, he still just continues to stay here throughout this episode, you know? Uh, what are they fucking doing? My my issue with this is that no one kills Spike. And right? I'm like, I it's guess he's, he's got a soul now, right? And that's the problem. That's why you don't kill him. Buffy probably can't kill him because he's got a soul. Question mark, corn on the cob. So like, to jump right to the end... Buffy's reasoning behind this is that Spike knows the most about what's going on, <laughs> which out, now that I say it out loud is insane. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's mad pistache. He is. <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is they're not going to kill Spike. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously. He's right? a fan favorite and that's great. But when you've got a mad pistache <sighs> so vampire going around killing people murders. killing a lot of people a lot of people and he's mad pistache and he can't remember what happened and you're just like this is fine we can deal with this yeah the end of the episode is them just being like well it's the shittiest situation but i guess we do nothing and you're like <laughs> restrain him yeah something they may i don't know that they won't he spent like most of season three tied up in giles's place right that's true yeah so most of these episodes for like a good chunk of the rest of this season (laughs) they blur together for me and Mm. like the events of this as they were happening i was like okay right (laughs) but before we watched this episode i was not gonna be able to describe it to you in any meaningful way you read me an imdb review or like synopsis of this episode last episode right and it really made it feel to me more like this was going to be some sort of pursuit for spike and actually i want to pull that up right now and see what exactly was said that made Mm -hmm. me think that right buffy and her friends fear spike may be to blame when a number of people around town mysteriously disappear I did not expect so much face-to-face contact with Spike. Right. I thought this would be like, you know, Spike is off and they're like, where the fuck is he? And people are just dropping dead and they're like, looks like Spike murdered these people. We'd better find him. But no, like Buffy talks to him many times through this episode. Right. And she leaves Anya there 
Not to prevent him from leaving. Just to, like, let her know when he does leave. Yeah. And you're like, Buffy, why don't you just stay here Mm. and actually prevent him from leaving? Mm. It really seems that he's killing people. Does so anyways. Like he's killing people. <laughs> All right. So Spike's going off the rails on some sort of train and he is burying that poor fashion impaired lady from last episode. It's a crazy train, right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. I mean, it could be a mad pistache train, I guess. <laughs> that doesn't really have the same ring to it. Probably not. I don't think that's the yeah. song. Right. And so with this in this scene, he's humming a jaunty tune. It's probably <laughs> not important. Probably not. <laughs> Yeah, and I just really was feeling like the way he was throwing this woman's corpse around, like, presumably she's going to become a vampire, and, like, mm-hmm. she's going to be sore when she wakes up, yeah. you know, right? A lot of bruising. A lot of bruising. Although, did she ever wake up? Was she one of the ones? She was not, I don't think. Yeah, which is really weird. I guess, I think it takes longer than that. I don't know. I don't know, like, like when does a vampire sprout, you know, after you mm. plant them? That's good That's question. question. Yeah. Is yeah. one more corpse going to wander up out of this basement at some point? Potentially. At least one, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I will say that for all the nothing that happens <laughs> and the <laughs> just whatever this episode is, multiple times during this episode, Buffy goes to her friends and <sighs> tells them what's happening. Oh, oh. It warms <laughs> the cockles of my heart, Michaela. Oh, she is right? communicating with other with characters. Everyone. Oh, something we haven't seen in what feels like years. It's insane, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, well, it's crazy that it took this long, but that's (laughs) fine. That's fine. We have a brief interlude where we go to London. It's grainy. Why is it so grainy in London? Did you notice the the low quality? (laughs) London is the past, Michaela. (laughs) Just always? Yeah. I see. (laughs) As far as I can tell. I mean, England in general. You know, maybe Europe, in fact. Definitely Eastern Europe and Britain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. UK, maybe. That whole area. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty pasty. Pretty pasty. Stuck in the past there. (laughs) Uh, Some stuffy English person gets home to a ridiculously large flat in London. But, oh, no, there's been some sort of burglary. And he gets stabberooned by some cultists. And there is... There's also a a dead... Yeah, dead lady. Laura. Dead lady. She yeah. was also stabbed a little bit. Stabbed right in there. Stabberood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this guy, this Britishman, I thought he looked kind of familiar. I was wrong. Ooh. Oh. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> yeah. So sorry to get your hopes up and yeah, immediately dash immediately them. Dash them. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. That's <sighs> fine. Willow finds Dawn. Can we go to that? Yeah. In the smashed up house. Man, it's real trashed. It's going to take it's so... weeks. Mm. Of the in-show time for this to get cleaned up and look presentable yeah. again. I mean, I'll take bets on it being fine next episode. Oh, it was fine this episode. Did you miss that? It, like, did, were they in the living room? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I did miss it. So, there you go. Yeah, they're just hanging out in the Summer's house again. Everything is completely oh. fine. And you're like, wasn't it Wasn't it destroyed? <laughs> like, no, almost no. burned to I the ground? It. Willow can use magic again. Oh, there you go. Boom. That solves every problem. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah. So Donna Reno, her her brief stint in this episode is not wanting to hear that Joyce may not have actually been Joyce. Right. She goes from that and like not telling anyone what Joyce said to her. This whole idea that Buffy won't choose you. Mm. And then she's kind of going back and forth between, okay, trying to accept that it wasn't really Joyce, but then Willow's saying just because this thing is evil, that doesn't mean it wasn't telling the truth. And then she's back on worrying about that again and Mm -hmm. basically doing nothing. Yep. Yeah. It's a lot of nothing that I just described. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot is going to happen, but that's fine. Again, it's going to happen in a, I didn't have a terrible time with this episode. I think it happens in a pretty okay way. It does. And it's just sort of a straight, like Buffy trying to solve a mystery. Right. Kind of uh, structure. But I think the problem with it is that the mystery revolves around Spike. And it's just a lot of it is so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I will say that Buffy does another thing that I really like in this episode. When she 
later on, or maybe right now, Spike comes home when she's there with Xander. Yep. And Buffy does the most subtle detective work that I think we've ever seen her do. What is that? She doesn't just immediately accuse him. <laughs> Actually, that's true. <laughs> yes. She she tries bringing up the vampire she fought and saying what his name was and seeing if Spike reacts to it. Right. And then just, like, she doesn't just say to him, did you sire this vampire? <laughs> Start yelling at him, you sired this vampire, and then run away immediately when he starts bringing up something about her. Wow. Holy crap. This may be the (laughs) most character growth in Buffy we've ever seen. (laughs) Right? Like, she was doing all these things that made so much sense, and I'm like, has Buffy been replaced by... (laughs) Some sort of Buffy bot? Yeah, man, bring the Buffy bot back. That's, we miss that. We do. Uh, absolutely. Buffy is rocking her scoop neck from last episode again. And scoop, scoop. She'll change out of this at one point and then change back into it for later in the episode. Mm, or No, that's a different. It's a different scoop neck? <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. It's more of a turtleneck. Mm. Way more. Because I have a picture of it so we can compare. But it's it's more of a turtleneck than this is. Perfect. Absolutely great. <laughs> I, apparently 2002 was the year of the scoop neck and I missed out. Yeah. And I mean, she's still doing this thing where she's just wearing like solid white or tan oh, or something. Goodness, yeah. yeah it's, it's solid white uh, it's or never it's going black. To end. Yeah. Yeah. No colors for Buffy. No colors. No. I've got some questions around this episode. There's a few yeah. silly ones. There's a few serious ones. There's not many serious ones. It's mostly silly. <laughs> Like, for instance, type of question. I know you haven't seen this season a lot, but yeah. your lack of certainty about whether or not the chip is still active in Spike's brain <laughs> really made me think that it came up less than it is. Because this episode, I'm going to say it comes up four times. Like, they're talking about it right now. Sp- uh, yeah. Buffy and Xander, they're like, hey, what about that chip? It's working, isn't it? Maybe he's faking it. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Michaela was really uncertain about that. Maybe it's because he was faking it. And then he punches Xander and he gets hurt. And you're like, okay, he's not faking it. And that's the second time this episode. <laughs> but then he's biting all of these people. <laughs> yeah, but that's like first stuff or whatever. It's it's all right. wacky. I don't and know. It's- It's just at the point where, like, it'd be so much easier for the show if it wasn't working. Right? (laughs) That, like, why is it still working? Why is it? (laughs) And I think maybe that's where my confusion stems from. Because I'm like, well, why would it still be working? That sounds like they really have to, like, explain themselves around that if that's the case. They gotta work around it a lot. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So they are going to bring Anya in to keep an eye on Spike while Xander goes and does important businessy things with Insane. the business that he owns. I, he's meeting with <laughs> clients. Uh, anyway, what Anya's not exactly thrilled with his plan. Whatever. She's got a crazy shirt on though, right? So I flip flopped back and forth so many times about whether or not I like it. <laughs> it it kind of looks like very specific chest hair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think when it shows it only from, like, the middle of her chest up. Right. And you can't tell what the shape of the whole thing is. And you think, oh, it might be a heart. (laughs) Then it's nice. But when you can see the whole thing, you're like, something's very wrong with it. And yeah, you've nailed it. It's a weird chest hair shirt. So it's a white t-shirt with no sleeves. And it's got this shiny... I want to emphasize how shiny this, like raised material is on the front that looks a lot like chest hair but is also question mark floral-esque it's yeah it's pattern it's like a pattern of some kind yeah i don't know that floral is the right word but yeah it's like a twisty pattern (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and yeah the uh it it's basically like a rectangle of this pattern but with what was almost a heart cut out of it in the middle and just the white shirt underneath, but instead is like this weird, you know, like the bare part of an ape's chest, right? (laughs) It's that. It's that. Yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah, so it's the stomach and the pecs. And you're like, okay, Anya, Uh, go for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess I'm coming down on the side of I hate it. (laughs) Good. I'm I'm glad we had this talk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Right, so Anya's not happy about having to be here and 
basically wait for Spike to leave. And Xander's like, don't worry. It's sunny out. It'll be fine. And all I could think was, it's not going to be sunny forever. How long do you expect her to stay here? Apparently well after dark. Yep. Because, I mean, that's when Spike's going to leave. He's not going to leave when it's sunny. I mean, he's wandered around with a blanket enough that they want to make sure. (laughs) That's true. The sun doesn't really affect him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, Anya's not thrilled about this. That's fine. Whatever. She's she's in the show and day. She's part of things. We're glad to see her. It's true. We are. We get a quick scene where Buffy tells Willow about Spike. Whoa. Very exciting stuff. And Willow gives Buffy information about this strange thing that happened to her and happened to Dawn, where mm-hmm. they were visited by people who didn't seem to be telling them the truth or seemed to have some nefarious intent. And it's just like a whole scene of information sharing. <sighs> it's insane. Unprecedented. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Anya back at Shay Xander is, you know, she was thinking earlier, like, well, is he a mass murderer that you're leaving me with? Does he have trophies? You know, are there, does he have things that he's taken from his past kills? And her curiosity just gets the better of her. And she's like, well, I got a steak. Let's go into Spike's room and see what's up in there. So I hate this. I hate that she didn't just wait until he left. <laughs> It would be so easy to search his room after he left. But it doesn't matter how I feel because it's happening. Anya is not a patient person. That's accurate. I'm surprised she waited this long now that you say it. Yeah. Now, I have a question. She goes in in Spike's room and he is clearly completely naked. Oh, yeah. So he's just rolled in here. Everyone was just outside. He took all of his clothes off and just like jumped right on in bed. Left some of them on the bed, I think. his pants are on the bed uh, I'm, actually the mechanics of that are now really making me think because yeah we learn these two things about how spike sleeps one entirely in the nude in this case yeah and two yeah. with the light on right yeah the light does seem to be on maybe he's afraid of monsters i guess that's a plausible explanation <laughs> yeah so no, this is not like a thing that I do where I'm just like, all right, time for bed. Whoosh. <laughs> just, yeah. Crawl no on in here. Pesky listen, yeah, listening to other people through the door. No problem. They're right there. Very close. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a guest in this house, technically. <laughs> so Anya's searching around, snooping through for clues, you know. Doesn't doesn't find anything. She's searching all the drawers. And sure enough, Spike does wake up. He's like, yeah. what are you doing here? And of course, Anya says, I want some sex. <laughs> you can see her panicking. And then she's like, oh, no, no, I've got the perfect thing. <laughs> just, the, just the thing for this situation. Just the thing. Yo, she was ready to commit. Oh, yeah. To this. She was fully 100%. committed to this bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Gotta admire that at some level. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, if the alternative is that, like, maybe Spike kills her in a fit of rage, I guess that this is probably a preferable outcome. But it is yeah. really fun because it's the worst seduction ever. She's not it's really so sold bad. on it. Spike's not into it in any way. No. And then yeah. when Spike's like, no, like, I'm tempted, but no, she actually gets legitimately offended. <laughs> She's and she's like, is it my hair? Is it because I cut my hair? <laughs> well, or or that she's fat. It has to be one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> and she's all annoyed that, because, like, evil Spike would have just been right in oh, there, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that her words are, had me upside, upside down, down and halfway yeah. to Pleasure Town. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then it's all awkward because Spike's not gonna, yeah, he's not interested not like that he thinks Anya's unattractive. He just, you know, he's all about Buffy. It's his whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's more awkward because she's just going to stick around for a little while. Yep. Reading in the she apartment. leave. <laughs> Why would she? Well, she's supposed to wait until he does. <laughs> all right, Michaela, I think this is a good time for our first segment of the evening. Little segment called... Bring it back. Bring it back. Oh, my. Both out of those. Everybody up. Oh, would you sign off? Try my cup. Oh, my. Both out of those. Let me in. Bring it back. Now, Michaela, what non-Joss show do you think got short shrift and was canceled early? And 
<laughs> in addition to that, does getting uncanceled or like is getting canceled a good thing for a good show? Does going on longer just give it more time to get bad? A la community. Possibly a la How I Met Your Mother. Mm, yeah. So you said non-Josh show. Mm-hmm. And then my my gut reaction was still to yell Firefly at you. <laughs> but of course I won't do that. Thank you. Uh, give me a little more time to think. You go first. All right. I'm going to choose Better Off Ted. Mm. A sitcom, workplace office sitcom starring two people that I don't know. And then... Portia Dilla Generous. <laughs> right, of course. And then a small child sometimes. Oh, and the, the two nerds. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. It was two seasons long. The workplace antics of people employed by Viridian Dynamics, a large multinational. Again, I go in for this like corporate dystopia. And then oh, when yeah. there's the comedic bent on it, mm, barely anything better, basically. Uh, two seasons, it was consistently great the entire way through. I think it actually did an amazing job of portraying romance because there's okay. a lot of like, there's less will they, won't they between the two main characters, the guy and the girl, uh, Ted and Linda. Um, mm. Initially, they, they're like very attracted to each other. They share an awkward kiss in hazmat suits where they're just like jammed up against each other, faceplate to faceplate, not actually <laughs> kissing, which is amazing. And then from there, it's kind of like an, understood thing that yeah they're both attracted to each other but that that doesn't mean they're going to be together forever and like ted's got his daughter that he needs to take care of and that that's coming first so i think it does a really healthy job of that as well as being very funny the entire way through and i've definitely heard of it before i don't know that i've ever actually seen any of it oh shit it's real good Mm -hmm. it had an episode about black people being uh unseen by technology before oh. that was a common thing. Or I guess like concurrently with it starting to be a thing. I remember watching right. Better Off Ted and then reading about the like HP laptops that had face recognition as long as you were white. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're just like, yeah, that uh if they're if they're hitting that before it's a thing, mm. then clearly they have done their their homework. I'm gonna say pushing daisies. Ooh. I don't know. If you ever watched this show. I haven't. Does it star Kristen Chenoweth? She's in it. Yes. Okay, yeah. She's not one of the two, like, main stars, but she's definitely in it. Let me see how many. She's in 22 episodes. Mm, So, yeah. There were only 22 episodes. So, she's in all of it. She's just not... um, She's not a star star. I think so. And, like, she's pretty far down the IMDb page in terms of, like, uh, the cast. Mm -hmm. So, right. The premise of this show is that uh, Lee Pace is the main character who has been in a bunch of stuff, but you won't recognize him from any of it. I know that name. Right. He's that really dumb villain in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh... Ronan, that's his stupid name. Wait, really? Yeah, he's also this guy? one of the one of the elves in the Hobbit. What? Thranduil. <laughs> I I don't even remember. I think of Ronan as like a very big guy, and so this guy's pictures. Lee Pace is he's very tall. Oh. Uh, but yeah, he's not like swole, if that's no. what you mean by big. <laughs> huh. And he's been in lots of other things. It's just, I feel like it's one of those things where, oh, okay, Halt and Catch Fire is what he was on from 2014 to 2017, and that's 40 episodes. Mm. So clearly he was doing that for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Ronan was a very forgettable villain. (laughs) Anyways, pushing daisies. So he basically plays someone who has the power to bring dead people back to life, but only for a minute. And it's sort of like a murder-solving type of show. And the problem is that if he doesn't touch them again, like within that minute, someone else dies for them, Ah! which is not good. (laughs) Now, I can't remember exactly how this happens, but he revives his childhood sweetheart, played by Anna Friel. And then they're in this like kind of relationship, but they can never touch, because if they do, she'll die again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right and so it's this very very quirky show. yeah it sounds wacky it's it's pretty wacky but i remember it being very charming and you know just having a lot of people like good actors in it and good writing and that kind of thing yeah yeah anyways all right so and to answer your second question 
about something ending <laughs> before it gets bad. Yeah, I think there's definitely some truth to that mm-hmm. because how many how many years can you continue to make the same show and keep up the quality? Yeah, right. It's rare. And something that's like five plus seasons, it's going to be hard, right? Yeah. Some people, I think, have the presence of mind to say, this is the story I want to tell. And like, that's happening more so now with things being anthologies, Mm -hmm. right? Where, yeah, they're like, okay, we have 10 episodes to tell this story. And that's all we're going to have with these characters, with everything. And then they tell a full story and it's done. And maybe the show continues because it's an anthology, but it's not... They're not making the exact same show anymore. Yeah. So in theory, they should have a better time making subsequent seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I would struggle to think of something that went on for like 10, 11 seasons that continued to be good. I don't know. Yeah. Is Seinfeld good the whole time? How much Seinfeld is there? I haven't watched much Seinfeld at all, so I don't know. Friends like has a lot of... people love MASH. Yeah. I... <laughs> Having watched MASH... <laughs> There are some very good episodes. <laughs> it's 11 seasons. Yeah. And I feel like old people love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe all of it? Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? All right. Good times. Back to the episode. Yeah. So Buffy is being stealthy. And this is a landmark moment because she's being oh stealthy God. without <gasps> her black cap of stealth on. Well, for being fair, she was spotted, I think, by Spike. Yeah. It didn't work so very well. She needs work. that black cap. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Man, she's just doing so many unbuffyish things this episode. I don't know what to think. This is just a complete 180 on everything else we've seen. Right? This is like... also the busiest we have seen any part of Sunnydale <laughs> ever. ever. And it's very unclear where we are because there's a new downtown set. This looked a lot to me like that place Buffy and Dawn were walking through. Yeah. When Dawn was pointing out all the places she couldn't go in because she had shoplifted from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're actually on location now rather than on a set, it seems. With just a million extras. So many extras. (laughs) Like they're all out after dark in Sunnydale. This is the entire town, apparently. I mean, there's we're never told that, but club? Jesus, like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's another club in Sunnydale. What? Right? Oh, boy. It's not just I the don't. bronze? Then why is anyone at the bronze? I don't know. I, uh. <laughs> so, right, Buffy's out here to track Spike. She oh. goes past the typical harmonicist, and then... He, you know a song he's playing? Oh, Did you is hear it, it Spike's song? Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick up but on that. But he only plays it when Spike walks past him. Uh, and it's subtle, right? He's just some harmonica man who gives a fuck about him. But then at the same time, why is there a harmonica man here? And it's because oh, he's playing yeah. the song. Yeah. <laughs> why would it be anything else? Yeah. So yes, Buffy is tracking Spike past this harmonica man. Spike picks up a lady... With the middest of drifts, which you have titled Catch My Drift. Really which proud I of that. very much appreciate. That's <laughs> so proud. It's I'm a like, very I'm a good genius. pun. <laughs> it this is shirt, a my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> it's wacky. So I think it's like a wrap shirt. Yes. Like it's tied at the back and like it's it's wrapped around her at the front, showing off so much. So much midriff. And I, for some reason, the fact that it has long sleeves just makes the least sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's for when your wrists are really cold, but your (laughs) stomach is really warm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Man, remember Mm -hmm. that time Dawn's friend was wearing a turtleneck midriff? Oh, God. Yes. It's a delight. It's a delight. Oh, in that terrible Halloween-esque episode, I think. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. So this girl... Who I don't think ever gets a name. Nah. You know, I get it. She's in this line for this club. And then this guy starts chatting her up. And hey, he's really attractive. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, she immediately goes to a second location with Never him. go to a second location. <laughs> uh. like, you, she's known him for 30 seconds. And he's like, hey, want to come to this alley? She's like, okay. You seem like a bad boy. <laughs> She does not seem like she discriminates. I will say that. She, because, like, the the thing that he says to her 
a good minute or two after they've started walking together is my name's Spike or something. Or she says, so what kind of a name is Spike? And you're like, all right, we're there, (laughs) are we? Okay. Yeah. Good times. But yes. And I mean, hey, she meets this hot dude. She wants to go bang him in an alley. Great. (laughs) That's if that's her thing, you know, great for her. It does not work out. In this no. case. Invisible Buffy shows up and she's oh like, boy. do it, Spike. I want you to do it. And so this is the thing. You know, we say Spike's mad pistache, and he is, but he just constantly, presumably, has this Invisible Buffy mm. showing up and saying just entirely different things to him than the real Buffy. He oh, has yeah. no way to tell them apart. Nope. She's, I think, even wearing exactly what real Buffy is at this point. she is. So, like, like that's not, that's going to make anyone pretty pistache. Fairly pistache, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he gives in to his basis desires. Anyway, he bites this lady. He has heard the song, though, so. Sure. People (laughs) are so close to this lady (laughs) screaming bloody murder. And then he runs away out of the alley with blood all over his face and no one sees this he gets the blood off by the like what half an hour later when buffy goes and wakes him up i think if you live in sunnydale you don't see things (laughs) you You can't yeah it's like as if there was a gang that you don't Mm. want to mess with except Mm -hmm. that gang wants to suck your blood right right that gang you want to draw attention to yourself after dark yeah yeah (laughs) huh So Buffy goes, confronts Spike, she kicks him out of bed, and we get to find out that he doesn't always sleep entirely in the nude. Sometimes he wears his leather pants. It sounds so uncomfortable. Like, I just can't imagine. Oh my god. So not only that, but I don't know what happened to James Marsters between last season and this season. I guess he went and got really tanned. Mm. And it could just be the lighting in his room. Because as usual, this show's incredibly dark. Incredibly dark. I just think he looks a lot, a lot more tanned than last season. Mm -hmm. And like bulkier in a way that I don't mean fat. I just mean he was, I don't know. He was quite thin before. Lean. Yeah. Maybe he just looks like more a normal weight. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to use the words normal weight, do nah. I? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Here we are. He insists yeah, that so... he didn't kill no one. He's like, ah, you're talking <laughs> crazy. Ah, get out of here with all of this. That's my Spike impression, of course. That's Wow, it's so accurate. Is Spike here? Can I meet him? Anyways. <laughs> He's angry that Buffy's in here. He's saying he didn't do it, but then he can't remember how he gets home every night yeah and you're like shouldn't you be able to remember that shouldn't like being faced with that in this moment kind of make you go huh huh (laughs) what does happen every night yeah this is weird i think that is happening a little bit because after this he's very intent on finding out what's going on so Mm -hmm. he's he's like admitted that there's something going on But yeah, I just, (laughs) like, at what point do you just lock him in this stupid room and tell him he can't leave, you know? Probably before now, you know? Yeah, before he went and killed another person? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yikes. So, Michaela, we then enter research mode and the clothes are silly. Insanity. Okay, so I've got one picture to capture all of the things here. Oh, good. And I'm just going to go left to right through that. Yeah. So oh, we've got I like it. Yeah. Buffy in another scoop neck. It's a little bit course, more turtley. It yeah. is more it's like turtley. A turtle scoop. But it, yeah. it's so wide. Funnel neck, yeah. maybe? I don't know what the necks are. <laughs> Willow has her red shirt on and her elf hair is going on again, which. John had the elf hair last time. Ah, oh, this elf hair, man. It, it doesn't go great with Willow. Well, they've done it in a different way than I think what they did for Dawn. Because mm-hmm. I think they've made two braids that are like two French braids on Willow's head. Whereas for Dawn, I don't think they were French braids. So essentially like a lot more of Willow's hair is in the braids. Right, yeah. And it's not great. Mm. You know? Anya has her low rise jeans, her yeah, high rise shirt. Not too much <laughs> midriff, just like the the little line. But the shirt is 
Oh boy, it's it's a light blue background with bright red poppies on it, and it looks pretty are? bonkers. They're flowers of some sort, <laughs> of some kind. It's bananas. Yeah, uh, and it it looks like it should be a sleeveless shirt, but then you've got sleeves somehow attached to this item of clothing. <laughs> In a way that seems to defy physics. And it is this very boxy sort of mm. uh, neckline that we criticized Buffy heavily for that yeah. time she broke up with Spike for real. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bananas. Dawn mm-hmm. looks so normal in comparison. I mean, she's got a bright red shirt on, but otherwise everything's going really normal you know for what? Dawn. Her hair's brown. She can wear that color. You for know? sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I called Willow's shirt close enough to red. Oh, yeah. It's it's sort of more of like a mauve. It's still too much in the red family. Mauve? Get out of here with your made-up words, Michaela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would like to point out that for all the, the shit we give this show about turtlenecks, <laughs> like, when was the last time we saw a legit turtleneck? Because that scoopneck from last episode was not a turtleneck. No, and I don't think this is a turtleneck either. This Interesting. Is too Scooby or funnily. Like it a turtleneck is around the neck. Like it's really close to the neck. That's what makes it a turtleneck turtleneck. But like, remember when they had a turtleneck once an episode at oh, minimum? Yeah. Oh, when Forrest was dressed up like a traffic cone. <laughs> what happened, guys? Ooh. Why are y'all showing your necks off now? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just just lay them out laying them out there. So yes. Right. So Buffy wants definitive proof that Spike is doing bad things. But there's no recent neck ruptures being reported in the secret police database that Willow has uh, hacked. Right, yeah. And so then they're like, hmm, that seems weird. Better search for missing people. That, that mm, seems like a good idea. There's like 10 of those right now in Sunny like, D. How is this not a town-wide crisis? That's an epidemic level. 10 people? That's missing? crazy. Shit. That's a lot of people. Yeah. At once. Like, presumably in the past 10 days, 10 Mm. people have gone missing. Mm -hmm. At what point do you just pack your bags up and say, there are no police in Sunnydale? Oh, well, listen, there are definitely not any police in Sunnydale this episode. Nope. (laughs) Again, Spike killed another lady last night. (laughs) So many people. Speaking of Spike... Yeah. He's getting dressed, and he finds something in his jacket. He's like, ah, smokes? These aren't my usual brand. I'm a Marlboro man, of course. (laughs) Oh, boy. And he has, like, sort of a flashback, I think, at that point. Yeah. To uh, fashion victim victim. (laughs) Exactly. The fashion-challenged girl from a couple nights ago. He's like, ah, what's that? I should do some investigating about this. I don't know, like, when you started giving Spike this accent. <laughs> it's great, don't get me wrong, yeah. but, like, is Spike a gambler? Is that... Oh, all right, governor. <laughs> oh, I should do some investigating. <laughs> Fish and chips. Yeah, he's and, British. He's and then he goes York. out and has a rubble. Has a bit of a Barney rubble with, uh, with Xander out there. I mean, that's trouble. Yeah. Yeah, a I Barney. A uh, Barney, there we go. That's a Barney is trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, fucking Cockney rhyming slang. It's fine. Anyway, he punches Xander. The chip comes up again. Michaela was more and more wrong all the time. (laughs) And Spike goes to the bronze. The one location that we can actually see inside of where... Bronze jams! Oh my god, Michaela. (laughs) If I thought anything else was insane fashion in the rest of this show, (laughs) it did not prepare me for what the fuck... (laughs) These goddamn musicians are wearing. Like, what the actual F? We've got, we've got the Blues Brother reject bassist back here. Oh, God, he's such a neckbeard. Look at him. Oh, my God, it's Look a at fedora. His fedora. He's got a fedora with a red feather in it to match his red shirt. Red shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. Under his poorly fitted blazer. God. And then the blazer on this lady. <laughs> Uh, I know Beetlejuice didn't have any red stripes on his jacket, but like but this is it. a ba- yep. this is a Beetlejuicey jacket. It's yeah. a, a regular blazer that is red, black, and white striped. Like what the actual f? It's insanity, absolute insanity. So, so this band, this singer, 
her name is Amy Mann. Mm-hmm. And I know this because she has a little blurb in the wiki due to the fact that she is the only musical guest on Buffy the Vampire Slayer to ever have speaking lines. It's true. Yeah. This has never happened before. And she has this weird line where she like knows that vampires are a thing. Oh, and I was so into that. there are such towns. Man, I hate playing vampire towns. Oh yeah, I was super into that. She hates playing vampire towns. Of course she does. It's great. But just like for them to never let a musical guest speak. Like, why is she so special? I think this is, like, oh, I she see. gets this line and special then she, it's like a fun line. Mm-hmm. She has a very extensive Wikipedia page. Oh. So she seems like, you know, a legit, legit person. I mean, musician. why now is when else are you going to be able to do it? That's the answer. Like, I guess. You've had all these musical guests on. You've done not a heck of a lot with them. And why not just give one a fun throwaway line? Especially because, as Spike is here, he runs into a one-bite stand from a few nights ago. (laughs) Wow. That line just... It made me strangely mad. (laughs) It's a lady vamp that he turned a couple nights ago and doesn't really remember. Whoops. And she's offended by this because she wants to, you know, hang out with him, maybe tear up the bronze, have some fun. You know, they're vampires. They want to do vampire things together. It makes a lot of sense. And then they have a very public fight to the point where it would be insane if no one acknowledged what had happened. So having the musical guest drop in a quick line about hating vampire towns that's that's a-okay by me i do like their fight at one point spike's stunt double does this crazy like backflip down some stairs Mm -hmm. it's great yeah you know energetic and good times for sure yeah yeah the balcony of this place is shielded in some way in some way nothing up there can be seen by anyone who's (laughs) not right there the writers just don't know how balconies work. Oh, it's like man. college and high school girls. Because it's not just Nat this. It was also back last season where Spike yeah. and Buffy had sex up here for no reason. Yeah, no one could tell. Or, uh, again, it's just the same thing. You yeah. know? You live in Sunnydale. You you don't see it. No. You don't ask questions. God, no. You just go about your evening kicking it at the bronze, you know? Yeah. So Spike's like, oh, shit. It seems like I have killed maybe multiple people. Uh, at least two, it seems like right now. I don't know, at least three at this yeah, point. at least three. I'm going to give Buffy a quick call on her cellular telephone, which we are still excited to have around. And right, other Spike is here too. And he's like, well, all right, Gov. That's not the plan <laughs> right now, is it? But we'll make it work, yeah. Yeah, right, we will. Hello, 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 Spike here. (laughs) So I will say that, like, again, I I like what people are doing. You know, Spike starts to realize, hey, maybe Buffy was right and I've been doing bad stuff. Mm -hmm. So he calls her and says, hey, I think you were right. But then he says, meet me at this... Again, second location Mm -hmm. that you've never been to before. That sounds like a huge trap. And Buffy's like, all right, I'll be there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't really understand Buffy's motivations vis-a-vis Spike right now. Nope. Yeah, it's all weird. Nope. Whatever. But yes, other Spike isn't super jazzed to have the Slayer involved at this point, but he'll make it work. Yeah, no, it's all gonna be great. So Buffy's talking to this bouncer who, I guess, works at the club that Spike's been frequenting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's trying to look out for Buffy. I appreciate it. He's like, "Mm, this guy's kind of a player. He's been leaving with a different woman every night. And then he says the words, chicks like Billy Idol. And I'm like, do they? Is it the 80s? (laughs) Is that why you think Spike has so much game? Because he looks like Billy Idol? Uh, Anyways. uh, Oh, wow. He does look like Billy Idol. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And they have a fun little thing where Buffy's like, actually, Billy Idol got his look. Except she's, oh, fuck. She is still Buffy. She did that thing where she said something before she thought it through and then has to stop halfway through because the bouncer's giving her a crazy look. Mm. Anyways. Wow, Billy Idol looks different now. Like recent Billy Idol? I don't want to know. Nah, man. 
bad times. Why don't we stop here for a moment and go into our second segment? Hit it. Satanic panic. Colonel panic, panic, cops about to go automatic. Colonel panic, panic, missile launch to go transatlantic. Ooh boy. Michaela, you and I, we play a fair bit of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, we sure do. A very satanic game, as everyone knows. Yeah, and we say that in jest, but recently I've been thinking about it and I'm like, okay, we're not Satanists, right? I wouldn't define myself as that. But a lot of the the traditional responses to satanic panic type stuff about D&D, which was like, oh, people are summoning demons, they're communing with other forces... Uh, these books are telling them exactly how to cast magic spells. That's all bad. These are not true. But mm. at the same time, a lot of my responses to them, I'm like, well, we don't think of it as real until I'm like, well, we sort of think of it as real, don't we? <laughs> but in the way where we're telling a story together. Yes. And we're inhabiting these characters uh, as like, as figures in a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess... I guess what do you define as considering something to be real, right? right? Yeah. What is reality yeah. anyway? Who even right. knows? And like, let's not do that. If it makes me feel ways about things. Yeah. 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 It's a good question. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the really hardcore satanic panic when D&D first came out was, I mean, the same as anything. People trying to find a reason for why teens do bad things Mm. because when you're a teenager people still want to act like you're a child i think and say like well this child couldn't have done this it must be this evil game that made them do it right i mean you see that with video games oh yeah a lot doom was blamed for columbine by some crowds and marilyn manson oh yeah of course Even this idea that children will read something like Harry Potter (laughs) and because it has magic in it, that that is inherently bad that they're reading about that. Because there were certainly people who were against Harry Potter when it came out. Absolutely. But the reason for that is like partially, yes, uh, teens, as I understand it, and having gone through being a teen, lack foresight to a degree that makes them similar to psychopaths in some situations. Uh, yeah. And just like lack an empathy for the wider world that really is problematic in a lot of ways. Um, it's this dangerous convergence of you've gotten to a point where you're starting to form your own identity and have your own ideas about things. And because this is the first time you're really capable of doing this, you're like, I'm a genius and all these things are 100% right. Yeah. And then because of all your wacky hormones, yeah, you really don't have a lot of empathy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that just makes you potentially a little monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but it's partially that. And partially the fact that when things like magic and demons are a part of real life for you, they are no longer things to joke or fictionalize. Like, that is yeah. not an okay thing to someone who knows that those things are real and evil. And like now suddenly demon becomes a word to conjure by. And our games where I'm like, oh yeah, of course you worship this God. And I'm like, ah, yeah, except you don't really, right? Like that's not a thing that you really do in your heart of hearts. But does like, does the Bible care about what worshiping false idols, but like not really worshiping them? I don't know. I don't think so. And I think that, there's an aspect in there that I just like I can't connect with it Mm. because I was not raised to believe that like the devil is real yeah but yeah if that is something you truly believe then it's not a game as you said but the very idea that there are people who actually believe that like it just there's like a wall in my head that that I that bumps up against and Mm. I'm like that's not that's not happening. Oh, People yeah. don't actually think that, but they do. Yeah. But, and I yeah. think that's actually the primary motivation of satanic panic in a lot of cases. Yes, there's like bad things that teens do that this gets blamed on, but a lot of it is just like, no, that's not an okay thing to joke about or to to play around with. Like, <laughs> yet you are actually getting closer to this behavior, which is very bad for your soul. So don't do that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, D&D, not satanic, but... My arguments against all of that 
are weaker than I thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you get into the entire idea of, like, what is Satanism? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And it just has nothing to do with Satan, really. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Right. I guess there's different branches of everything. Yeah, exactly. Find your own Satanism. That's what we're saying on this <laughs> podcast. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a show about vampires. So I think we're... <laughs> I think we're fine. <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap this up. We got Invisible Spike singing a nice song to Real Spike as both he and Buffy are in the basement of this creepy murder house. It's such a creepy basement of mm-hmm. a creepy murder house mm-hmm. that, as I said, screams trap. Oh, yeah. And Buffy hesitates before coming down here. But, like, then she still comes down here. Uh, Spike's she's curious. mad pistache. He's been forgetting things about every night. Then he goes out and Buffy's like, I'll go see what's up in this basement. Yeah. Insane. She is a curious character, isn't she? (laughs) Uh, And uh, man, just an unfinished, completely dirt basement. How common is that? (laughs) What the hell? That's so weird. It can't be very common. Right. And like, are all these vamps waking up at the same time? So this. They're not zombies. No, but, but Spike sired all of them. It would make sense Mm. if he had some connection to all of them and some ability to command them, as he seems to be able to do. Like, they all hold Buffy without attacking her, or without biting her. Which, That's generally, true. they would just try to bite her. Seems that Spike has a pretty big amount of control over them, and I would say, yeah, he raises them all at the same time? Sure, that is A-OK by me. And I like that idea from the perspective of they're just all these little baby vampires. Mm-hmm. So, when they're fresh like this that he would have this control maybe makes sense and then that goes away over time. Sure. Yeah, and I like it. It's, it's good headcanon. It's yeah. supported by the original Dracula by Bram Stoker. Like, I think killing a sire in that case would actually dust all of the other vampires that it had sired. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so this power that a sire has over its underlings is like, I don't know, established at least in fiction. So that's good times. And Buffy manages to kick some serious vampire, vampire ass down here. <laughs> she kills so many of them. Oh my god. There is a fun like one, two, three staking. Yeah. As she just has this post and like bam, bam, bam. Heart, heart, heart. When do they get all this staking money? Oh, There's like yeah. 10 dustings on screen. There's a lot of dustings right after happening. Right each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good times. Including the old lady that Spike killed and buried in her own house. <laughs> Oh, man. Poor old woman. Well, Buffy's, Buffy doesn't feel great about it. She's like, it's my job, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. And so during this, you know, Buffy gets her arm cut and Spike is still in the thrall of whatever other Spike is doing mm-hmm. and then manages to snap out of it because he tastes Buffy's arm Oh, he gets a taste of that Slayer blood. Mmm, power. Mm, juicing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he... 100% expects Buffy to kill him. Right. Just like everyone watching this show. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't, though. What? 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 <laughs> Instead, she takes him back to <laughs> Shea Summers, which is astonishingly clean. I'm telling you, man, magic. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's not super clear what'll happen with him. People are like, all right, what's your plan, Buffy? And she's like, well. <laughs> Didn't think that far ahead. Not going to kill him Buffy, right guys. now. <laughs> I don't have plans. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, like, it's it's a hard sell. Well, he killed so many oh, people. So many. And her flimsy excuse is that he has been closest to whatever this evil thing is and therefore has the most information about it. So they need to keep him around to learn about the thing. And I get that they have nothing else right now, but... Like, Spike doesn't know shit. He can't remember anything. At least banish him from most of these houses, right? Right? Set him up in Angel's mansion. Set him up somewhere else where you can (laughs) keep an eye on him. Chain him to something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. These dummies. But, Michaela, we're not quite done yet. Because I saw a very special (laughs) name in the opening credits. Yeah. Anthony Stewart. Head. And then the episode made you wait a long so time. So fucking long. But we get there, Michaela. We, we do. get there. We're back in London. It's only like a couple hours after the previous London scene. Yeah. And Tony... Robson's been alive for like a lot longer than I thought he would. I Like maybe this has only been 20 minutes, honestly. Right? Yeah. Who's to say? There's no timing given. Anyway, Tony comes in to Robson, the stuffy British man's large London flat, and he looks around, he sees Lara, he's like, oh no, she's dead. 
He sees Robson. He's like, ah, you're almost dead too. What happened here? Ridiculous. And then Robson's like, gather them or something yeah, like that. Gather yeah, gather them. Yeah. I wonder who them, them they are. Oh. So like, who do you think this Robson guy was? Oh, he's a watcher. Lara was yeah. a potential or the actual slayer. Although Potench? Although she's probably not the slayer because Faith is still there's, the slayer. There's like two of those, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, probably potential. Um, Robson was the watcher. He's dead. And the episode ends with a cultist behind Tony swinging an axe at Tony's head and getting very close. I took an action shot of it. Ooh, Giles! <laughs> oh, wow. That is blurry as all fuck, but yes. It, he's swinging an axe. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, no. You did the best you could, given the resources you have. <laughs> and it's just such a hard cut to credits. <laughs> and I'm just so jaded now by Game of Thrones where I'm like, oh, well, Giles is dead. <laughs> Like, pour one out for Giles, right? <laughs> because especially, like, as this is filmed, there's no way that it doesn't connect unless he's an illusion of some sort. Illusion. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like, it gets real close. Oh, yeah. That there. As, as shown yeah. in the shot, Giles is 100% dead unless he's got titanium skin or he's an illusion of some sort. We'll see. And I mean, you bring up Game of Thrones because this sort of thing has happened on Game of Thrones. Oh, man, when Ned Stark eats it... Whoosh, yeah, I think this is like a two season ago spoiler for Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. so you've been warned, listeners. But when Stannis the Manus eats it, oh uh, yeah, and it's really unclear if he actually did. Right. Well, it's not actually shown, and like there, you know, the conspiracy part of my brain is like, well, they never showed it. Maybe, maybe he's not actually dead. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I think it just really like leaves it open to viewer interpretation and conspiracy when you do stuff like that (laughs) absolutely does especially in a death heavy show like game of thrones right like you've shown a hundred other people die you can't show me stannis the manis (laughs) zero percent swag rating (laughs) yeah precisely i think it was like seven i think it was like a seven (laughs) percent we both went for zero though God, I've tried to find that post about yeah. how everyone good in Game of Thrones dies. And this guy uh, is just so mad he's that he's so been left mad. with Stannis. Yeah. And you couldn't find it? No, it's hard. I don't know. We'll see if we can get it for the show notes. I think knowing the percentage swag might be. Yeah. All right, Michaela, that is our episode. Do you like that episode? As you said, I didn't have a terrible time. Yeah. Like, and this is the thing. I think this is sort of like they're going to be flat episodes. I would call this a flat yes. episode in this season. And that's just the way it's going to be. But compared to the huge downer that the last season was, or like <laughs> half of it was, it's just still such a refreshing change to like not have everything be horrible. That you're like, you know, not too much happened, but that's fine. Yeah. And Buffy has learned several lessons so real many. fast without the like five epiphanies she needed about Don Damn. last season. Yeah, well, you know, Don's a tough nut to crack. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. All right. I, uh, I'd i say I agree. Yeah. It, boring, but not offensively so. So the Buffy Phenomenon website mm. has this at 109 out of 144. Yeah, it doesn't seem too wrong. <laughs> But, like, it's directly below Into the Woods. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is unfair, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know that it's that bad. No, I don't think it's hmm. that bad. Hmm. Yeah. Does it have it very high on the Forgotten Episodes rating? Oh, I don't doubt that. Okay, let me see. What? What's that? So it's not on here. What? And in fact, the only Season 7 episode that's on here is Same Time, Same Place. Uh, Which is the Gnarl episode. Oh, what? What? Thumbs down on that list. Boo. Thumbs fully down. Like, that? We had such a good time. Nonsense. Complete nonsense. Yeah. All right, before we move on to Teeks, do we have a quick winner of the episode? Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm tempted to say Spike, which... Yeah. Kills a bunch of people, gets away with it. No police. Gets away with it. No staking. Because realistically, at this point, he could still be faking it. Buffy doesn't have any actual i suppose he didn't try to kill her so that's maybe the proof that she has that he's not actually crazy slash evils but like he's pretty crazy slash evil well this is just it like 
I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What What is she doing? Yeah. So he kills a lot of people, doesn't get killed. Good for Spike. Good for him. He's got those leather pants. He's comfy, you know? <laughs> Are the leather pants the best fashion from this episode? <laughs> I don't know what else I could pick. Good times. I'm not picking that goddamn fedora, so <laughs> let's, be, let's be clear. All right. Michaela, what do you think Teeks has called his rating for this episode? <laughs> What do I think Teeks thinks happened in this episode? That's an excellent question. question. The one where Spike is killing people. Oh, very close. The one where Spike might be killing people again. (laughs) The again really, really seals it off there. There are so many periods that are like, we've had Mm. very run on sentences before. This is the opposite problem. I love this episode, but it's strange to see Spike feel bad about killing people, even though he's felt like that since he got his soul back. In this episode, the Scooby gang fears that Spike might be killing people again, which would not be a good thing at all. Buffy follows him and questions him about the girls he was with, which also makes her sound a little jealous. He can't remember what happened with the girls because he's been having holes in his memory. He insists that not only is the chip working, but that because of his newfound soul, he couldn't hurt anyone, let alone Buffy. And killing people would hurt her. In the end, they find out he has been killing, but that he was being triggered by the first. Spike kept seeing himself, Glory, and some other deceased and evil characters from throughout the show, and he knows that he's not doing any of this voluntarily. So, so... So that's incorrect, right? Did Teeks mix this up? With the first with the episode first of the season. That was like seven episodes ago. Yes. That's hilarious, first of all. Yeah. That, mm, not quite, Teeks, not wow. quite. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I think the summary is good because it shows that nothing happens. <laughs> Overall, I give this episode a nine out of ten, though. Oh, boy. Whew. When you said that Teeks loved it, I was going to guess nine. Yeah. Yep. Fucking Christ. Crazy pants. It was a very terse summary. Mm, yeah. All those periods just, yeah. Scattered liberally throughout there. Liberally, yeah. yeah. I mean, instead of commas, you got to mix it up, mm-hmm. right? Maybe next time we'll get some semicolons. Uh, Hit that. Mm. I like a few of the other IMDb reviews, a five out of 10, just titled Snoozer, mm. which is ha! <laughs> ah, the daddest of jokes. Classic. Yeah. Yikes, spikes is a six out of 10. <laughs> Delightful. I like that people are having fun with their titles. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, what do we got coming up next time, Michaela? We have got an episode called Never Leave Me. (laughs) All right. So, like, again, I don't super remember what happens. Wait, (laughs) did you tell me for this episode that I would see a familiar face? Oh, Giles, Giles, that's the one. Tony, Tony. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so oh, I have a I have a proposition. So wait, now first I'm going to tell you that. So okay, basically the next episode we're going to continue with this whole Spike thing and trying to learn more about what Spike knows mm-hmm. and try to figure out what this big evil thing is because we still don't know what the first oh, is. Man. Yeah, it's insane. So I'm I'm my hope is that next episode we'll actually like figure it out and be able to discuss it in a way that doesn't leave people like Stu entirely in the dark. Yeah. Like, he still has no idea what's going on. And we're eight episodes into this. It's such a weird way to structure a season. Yeah. It just leaves it feeling like the first third has no cohesion. Because it doesn't. There's nothing to tie it together. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, I propose Mm -hmm. that... Because I am going to continuously tell you... Oh, yeah. I'm going (laughs) to see a familiar familiar face. So... So this time I'm going to tell you, you're going to see more than one familiar face. And would you like to know if these familiar faces will make you happy or angry? (gasps) Oh, (laughs) Uh, I think I have to. Yeah. Half of them will make you happy. (laughs) The other half will make you angry. This is so delightful. Okay. (laughs) What's a familiar face that can make me angry? This is Um, a good question. I mean, Adam. For one, that would make me <laughs> just filled you with furious. rage. Yeah. Furious. Yeah. Who else would make me like legitimately angry? Who else have I really <laughs> hated in this show that we don't see much anymore? Or, or who else just do I not like at all? Who would make me furious to see them introduced for the first time? <laughs> oh, oh, QT. I would be mad to see QT. 
<laughs> and actually gather them, QT would be, yes, Quentin Travers, the head of the Watchers <laughs> Council. I would be extremely mad to see him. Um, I'd mm-hmm. maybe mad to see Amy, but not like super mad. Rax dead. Mm. So that's fine. <laughs> um, dead people are not off the table, I'd like to remind oh you. Oh my god, we didn't pour one out for Rack, did we? Oh no. Oh no. Okay. This this is everything everything I want. Oh, I'm delighted. This is more fun. Because one of yeah, them will make this is a lot me more fun. Yeah, one of them I'll like, and like maybe that's Felicia Day. Maybe she's showing up. Maybe it's someone else that I just want to see again. And then one of them is going to make me angry. It's all—it's a mystery. Oh, delightful. Okay. Well, that'll be next time on the episode called... Never Leave That's Me. That's the one I was going to say. Same time, same place. Mm. But I knew that was wrong because it's the... The yeah, wrong. The gnarl demon one. Until then, our listeners can always reach out to us via email, beyondvenue.hellmouth at gmail.com. They can find all of our pictures up on Facebook and they can reach out to us personally on VetWorld, which is a social network for pet owners and vets. I'm on there at Pet Detective, Michaela. Aww, that's adorable. <laughs> Vet World, aww. I'm on there at See My Vet. <laughs> Very nice. And until next time, farewell from the, the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.